Mary Lake Modesty Handbook of the Purity Crusade of Mary Immaculate. This is taken from the My Life in Prayer book. I could not find any copyright, so hopefully nobody will mind that I'm putting this online. The very beginning of the prayer book says, Any part of this publication may be translated or reproduced in any form or by any means, electronic or mechanical, including photocopy, recording, or any information storage and retrieval system now known or to be invented without permission in writing from the publisher. It was printed in June 1998. It was initiated December 8, 1944, on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. Commentary Out of respect for our Lord and for the edification of our neighbor, we beg women and girls to appear in church modestly dressed. Slacks, shorts, sleeveless, and low-cut dresses do not meet the norm of Christian modesty. Your cooperation is evidence of your love for our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament and respect for the house of God. Quote, Certain fashions will be introduced that will offend our Lord very much. End quote. Our Lady of Fatima, 1917. Mary Like Modesty Handbook of the Purity Crusade of Mary Immaculate. Nihil Obstat, Leonard A. Bauer, S.T.D. Introduction The booklet you are about to read is, for the most part, the original copy of the Mary Like Modesty Handbook of the Purity Crusade of Mary Immaculate. This was a movement established and managed by the Reverend Bernard A. Kunkel. Father Kunkel died in May of 1969. After reading the original Mary Like Handbook, Realizing the research and labor that went into bringing this project to print, it would be difficult not to believe that Our Lady and her angels were there to escort Father Kunkel's soul into everlasting glory. Three years before Father Kunkel's death, he made the following statement, not knowing at the time that in three short years it would happen. Father said, quote, I have a feeling when I fade out of the picture that that will be the end of the crusade. I cannot find anyone to help who will carry out my principles as I would like them carried out, end quote. He added, quote, Of course we cannot worry too much about these material things. I will do what I can while I am able, and after that, if it should continue, it will be in our blessed mother's hands, end quote. Father always wanted God's will to be done. Just two months before his death, Father was sitting at his desk, the layout of the May-June issue of the Crusader before him, and he said, quote, This is the last issue of the Mary Lake Crusader that I am writing. If I am still alive by September, I will be too weak, because I am getting weaker every day. The next issue is in our Blessed Mother's hands. I have not found a new director yet for the Crusade. If I cannot find one, I would rather see it fold up. End quote. This was the difficult decision which had to be made by the most reverend bishop of the Belleville Diocese, who was also president of the Mary Lake Crusade. Father could not find anyone to carry on this unique crusade when he was alive. No one could be found after his death to be the new director and carry out his principles. So, to respect his wishes, the crusade was terminated. Ask yourself, how could it be that no one could be found to carry on this work which was first implemented by the Magisterium of the Church through several of her holy pontiffs? After reading this booklet, 
you will see that the writings contained herein are not Father Kunkel's, but rather those of the Holy Spirit himself, and materialized by the Old and New Testament, by Our Lady and the Popes. So how comes it that this work of truth could not be perpetuated? The devil is the father of all deceit and has, through gradualism, caused humanity, especially the clergy and the hierarchy of the church, to be lulled into a false sense of security and a lackadaisical attitude about the moral issues of the day and as to what it means to be a true Christian. If you love God, and you mean it, studying this booklet should change your life. It's going to cost you something, but then anything worthwhile does not come cheap. This booklet will be for many a test. You will know of what cloth you are cut once you have consumed and digested its content. We said that this booklet is, for the most part, the original copy of Father Kunkel. It would be safe to say that 90% of the copy is the original. We have interjected small bits of copy into appropriate sections to update the text from the 1950s and from private revelation, which we have prayed over for a considerable time and feel comfortably sure of their accuracy. In reprinting this work of Father Kunkel, furthering the cause of truth, the name of the organization was considered, and although the original organization had two names, Purity Crusade of Mary Immaculate and the Mary Lake Crusade, one seems to grow out of the other. The shorter of the two was chosen, the Mary Lake Crusade. We have undertaken the reprinting and direction of this noble work and consider it a great privilege to be allowed by our Blessed Lady to continue this crusade of purity started and carried out for many years under the able direction of Father Kunkel. Although it will not be carried out in the same manner as Father Kunkel directed, the organization, i.e., there will be no lose letter. It will be carried on in the same original spirit intended. Father Kunkel will be directing the Mary Lake Crusade from heaven. It is quite clear that this little work will meet with much criticism and stubborn refusal, just as it did in Father Kunkel's time. Most people who pick it up will not read it, simply because they will not waste their time on such a subject or because they don't want to know. We who have enjoined ourselves to the Mary Lake Crusade are not pointing fingers, but are striving to love our fellow man as Christ did. That love must be based on truth and honesty. But in any case, the republishing of this little work will be done for the greater glory and honor of God the Father and for those seeking the truth. Consider these three sins against the Holy Spirit. First, resisting truths that have been made known to us. Second, stubbornness in sin. Third, fatal obstinacy in one's sins. One of the seven deadly sins is sloth, laziness to do right or carelessness to do right, and to practice virtue because of the trouble attached to it. Three spiritual works of mercy are, one, to counsel the doubtful, two, to instruct the ignorant, three, to admonish the sinner always with charity. The eighth beatitude, blessed are the clean of heart, for they shall see God. The content of this booklet is surely required reading for those who love Jesus and our Blessed Mother and those who desire to go into the new era of peace. No one will be admitted to this new era unless they are purified and purged of their earthly habits and become meek and humble of heart. 
Modesty and purity are a major moral problem in the present day, this being one of the greatest stumbling blocks to our salvation. There needs to be a changing of lifestyles and a cleansing. If you accept and implement in your life the divinely guided truth of the church concerning purity and modesty expressed in this booklet, you can be assured sufficient grace in an unbelieving age to save your soul even more to become a great saint. But if, after reading and understanding its content, you decide of your own free will to reject this truth, pause and consider the final judgment day when, out of grace and among the goats on the left, our Lord pronounced the words, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting damnation, which was prepared for the devil and his angels. God will not be mocked. If our most holy and pure blessed mother has arranged for this booklet to be put into your hands, and you are reading these words, you have been given a great grace through the love of God to change your life to coincide with his will. The greatest sin man commits is the rejection of God's grace. Some 50 years ago or more, a publication known as The Frenchwoman presented the following satanic program for the destruction of the virtue of modesty. Quote, Our children must realize the ideal of nakedness. Then, the mentality of the child is rapidly transformed. To escape opposition, progress must be methodically graduated. First, feet and legs naked. Then, upturned sleeves. Afterwards, the upper part of the chest. Then, the back. In summer, they will go around almost naked. End quote. Even if such a daring statement of the powers of darkness had never come to light, though enlightened liberals have tried to keep it in the dark, we would still know that it had been planned that way and could not have happened by accident. And we would also know that such a program for immodesty could not have originated anywhere but in the mind of Satan. May the grace of God poured out through the most holy and immaculate heart of our mother Mary influence and soften your human will to conform to his when reading this booklet. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us, we who have recourse to thee. Forward. Christian modesty is the forgotten virtue today, yet it is indispensable for the protection of chastity. It is useless to try to restore chastity to the individual, the family, and society as long as its safeguard, modesty, is either ignored or violated on such a large scale as it is today. This handbook of the Mary Lake Crusade deals almost exclusively with modesty as we embark on our organized campaign for Christian chastity. There is so little written today on modesty, and most persons who do write on this subject only serve to confuse Catholic women more and more by their many sophisms, their compromise with worldly views on this frail virtue, or even their full acceptance of pagan principles. Yet, five modern popes have time and time again issued directives on Christian modesty and refutation of many of these modern errors. Is this not the reason why Christ established in his church the supreme teaching authority? to protect the church from errors and to correct the clergy, the teachers and the parents who, intentionally or in good faith, would propagate errors? Anyone who today dares to advocate traditional Christian modesty is considered, 
even by a large number of Catholics, a scrupulous person, a disturber of conscience, or a crackpot. But did not Christ foretell that this is the price every one of his followers must pay who strives to be loyal to him in his church? The Mary Lake Crusade holds up Mary as the perfect model for all Christians and relies on the magisterium of the church, the saints, private revelation, and the popes who are the supreme teaching authority of the church on modesty. Hence, its twofold motto, whatever Mary approves, whatever the church approves.